0: Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes, through Hillsdale's free online courses, We can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. He's
1: here. He's here. He's here.
0: Hello, America. i Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. By the way, I know it's Thursday, but I meant to thank you. Uh, last Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, we were number one on the whole day, and that's thanks to you, as well as night. So thank you. Now, as usual, there's a lot to get to, but I don't believe in rushing through things in order to do a checklist. What's going on at the border right now is unprecedented. We could have 2 million people cross that border in one year. We haven't seen that in I don't know how long, if ever. Do you realize tens of thousands of children are now being placed in tents in whatever's available? And the Democrat congressman on the border there, Cuellar has said that the Biden administration is simply moving these kids from one location to another. There's absolute anarchy and chaos going on on the southern border. That's our border. Tens of thousands of more people are headed there. We haven't even gotten into the summer yet, which is the peak. We have MS-13 pouring over the border. We have drugs pouring over the border. We have all kinds of criminals pouring over the border. Women are being raped before they even get to the border, 30% is the estimate. Children are being molested. Kamala Harris hasn't even gone to the border. Joe Biden hasn't gone to the border. What's going on? Well, folks, they're taking their direction, is Biden and the Democrat Party, from these radicals. And to understand this, we need to understand more than is being reported, And more than you're being told. And I want to address this for the next 10 or 15 minutes. So you'll know more than most. And yes, this comes out of American Marxism, but it's very, very important. There are professors, there are so-called scholars, there are activists who write about what they're doing, who write about what they think. Those individuals have a voice in the Biden administration. Those individuals are driving policy in the Biden administration as well as in the Democrat Party. I'll give you one example. There's a book called Navigating Borders, Critical Race Theory Research and Counter History of Undocumented Americans. It's written by a professor from the University of Arizona, Ricardo Castro Salazar, and a British Durham University professor, Carl Bagley. But what do they say? First, they say scholars have repeatedly pointed out that the Americans and their leaders tend to be chronic ignorers of history. What are they talking about? They are arguing that the United States is really an illegitimate country. That this continent, North America, And this continent, South America, the Americas, are the legitimate territory of the people who we call illegal aliens coming into what we call the United States. They call you American Anglo-Protestants, United Stations, you're a United Station, you're an American Anglo-Protestant, And you are the illegal alien in the territory that we call the United States. This is what's being preached. This is what's being said. So that's why the Biden administration has banned the use of the phrase illegal alien. Even the word deportation. It is this mentality that exists in this administration. It is a radical, reckless mentality. It is unhinged. And it does not recognize American sovereignty, that is, United States sovereignty, because it doesn't recognize the United States. And we are the illegal aliens, you see, under this thinking and under this model and theory. So they apply critical race theory to this discussion. to this discussion. They argue that critical race theory holds that all knowledge is historical and therefore biased and subjective. Their critical theory of society rejected any claim to objective knowledge and focused on uncovering the oppressive mechanisms of society. So illegal aliens are neither illegal nor aliens. They're actually the victims of what they call internal colonialism, that is The conquered group is dominated and controlled through various means, including violence, more subtle attacks, and subordinated groups, culture, language, religion, and history. By whom? By you. By you. The opposition and resistance to assimilation into the American culture, the culture of the Anglo-Protestant identity, is righteous. So, in other words, there can be no assimilation into the culture of the United States because the culture of the United States is fraudulent. Again, this is just another offshoot of critical race theory which is spawned by Marxism. So, they talk about tolerance. Tolerance. The colonized internalized, especially you American Mexicans or Mexicans, Americans of Mexican descent, and others from south of the border, they call you colonized, internalized colonialists, that you have a colonialist mentality, and you have become part of the colonizing majority, your sellouts. You've been repressed through America's tolerance. Internal colonialism is a form of egalitarian pluralism, where different ethnicities and cultures coexist, but ethnic relations traditionally follow an assimilation model. This is them. Like in the United States, they say it's also a form of racism, where the dominant culture, that is, white, European, Protestant background, views the colonized ethnicities and cultures as alien, and inferior, as in the case of Native, African, Asian, and Mexican-Americans in the U.S. Internal colonialism, see they invent phrases and ideas, exists in the United States with or without the intention of individuals and can be found in all dimensions of life. Internal colonialism contradicts the notion of an integrated and democratic society. The dominant society does not see contradictions, which perpetrates their excuse me which perpetuates their privileges. So again, it is the white dominant society, the European Protestant society, that is illegal, and in the Americas, the Americas are bigger than the United States, and in the Americas, illegally. This is the mentality within the Biden administration. I won't go into this in any more detail. This is just a tiny, tiny little salt and pepper on what this book is about. But this gives you just a little taste of why the border is open. The Democrat Party, of course, wants more voters. I talked about this way back in Liberty and Tyranny. The back have finally caught up, the changing of the demographics and so forth. And when you look at the various surveys, and I do also for this book, you will see. And the Pew Research, among others, actually writes that the changing of the demographics in America have changed the politics in the states and nationally to the advantage of the Democrat Party. You know this, you see this, we're living this. So you have this fusion of a Democrat party which has now been radicalized, which is led by a lot of these Marxists and their agendas. You can see them in executive orders and so forth. You can see this in the propaganda of the Democrat party. Oppressor, oppressed, class warfare and so forth. That's Marx. That's where that comes from. Nowhere else. But now when it comes to immigration, people haven't been applying this critical race theory. I told you the other day they call it Latcrit, or Latina-Latino-critical theory. They don't even say Latinx. I guess they need to catch up to the modern-day language. There's much more to say about this, but I have to hold my fire right now. That this is the kind of information you're going to have in my new book, American Marxism. Well, what good does it do, Mark? It does a tremendous amount of good. We must know exactly what we're confronting, who we're confronting, the ideology we're dealing with, all these sub-movements of a major movement, and then we need to act. If we're flailing around like a one-armed paper hanger, uh, then all we manage to do is get ourselves dirty with paste. So we need to know exactly what's going on like any operation, whether it's a medical operation, a political operation, military operation, you need to know what's taking place on the field. You need to know what's taking place in the body. And you're going to know everything. Those of you who have pre-ordered American Marxism, I want to thank you. The hardcover, the e-book, the audio... We're at 60,000. I feel we need to get to 100,000. Then from there, when the book comes out, a million. And we will shock Washington. We will shock the media. We will shock all these movements, all these people, all these forces that think you've surrendered because you're dispirited we will shock the corporatists. That's the goal. So we're going to inform ourselves. We're going to be more informed than ever before, whether it is critical race theory or lacrit theory or critical gender theory or climate change, whatever it is. You're going to be more informed than any other human being on the planet in terms of the general knowledge of all these areas. We don't pretend to be professors, although many of us could be. Many of you could be. Certainly wouldn't want to be. And it brings it to a crescendo at the end of the book. What are we going to do about these things? If so you have a chance to head over to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, now's the time. All right, a lot to cover. I'll be right back. Mark in. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. says a lot that the never-Trumper Republicans are all coming to the defense of Liz Cheney. That the Democrats are coming to the defense of Liz Cheney. That the left-wing media are coming to the defense of Liz Cheney. See, the problem with Liz Cheney is she's trying to change the Republican Party. Not to make it more conservative, not to pull in more constitutional policies, and so forth. Um, No. She wants it to look like the Bush-Cheney years. That's not going to happen. The Democrat Party cannot survive. Excuse me. The Republican Party cannot survive under those circumstances. It simply cannot. Whether it survives at all is another issue, but it cannot survive under those circumstances. So Linda Chavez who uh, has become a disgrace. Uh, She was on CNN today. Christy Todd Whitman, who's really always been a disgrace, she was on CNN today, trashing away. Amy Klobuchar. Nobody saw it because she was on Seth Meyers. Uh, I understand Seth Meyers. uh, Oh, never mind. So um, she was coming to Liz Cheney's defense. Uh, And, of course, the other day, Pelosi came to Liz Cheney's defense. The only people not coming to Liz Cheney's defense are all of us. Uh, Because uh, if she she were allowed to stay and she would keep it up, there's no way we would take the House of Representatives back. It's that simple. There's simply no way. I'm not going to play you what Linda Chavez had to say, because I don't care. Or Christy Todd Whitman, Ms. Irrelevant, because I don't care. But there's one I am going to play for you after the bottom of the hour. That is Mara Gay. Now, who is she? She's on the New York Times editorial board. And the things she says are disgraceful. Now, I want Mara Gay to understand something. As she shoots spitballs all over the place at conservatives and Republicans and President Trump about xenophobic and racism and culture wars and so forth you understand something you jackass you're on the editorial board of a newspaper that covered up for Adolf Hitler you're on the editorial board of a newspaper that tried its very best to censor the holocaust right up to the last half year so that the American people would be Unaware of the Holocaust taking place in the slaughter of European Jews. Do you understand that, Mara? And you're proud to be on the editorial board of that newspaper. More when I return. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair, but those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The liberals and the
1: Republicans don't like him, but America does. You can call Mark Levin at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
0: New York Times editorial board includes an individual by the name of Mara Gay, and she's on with the morning schmo this morning. And you can see how how far the morning schmo has fallen. There's no bottom to his stupidity, and so Mara Gay wants to comment on Liz Cheney. Now, keep something in mind. The media hate the Cheneys. The media hate the Cheneys. But now they will use Liz Cheney as they use so many useful idiots. I'm sorry to say that, but it is true. Cut three, go.
2: You don't have a situation in which Republican voters can come together along the lines that Liz Cheney is talking about on principle, on tax policy, uh, the things that animate Mitch McConnell. Now, they may may work for Mitch McConnell to keep his caucus in order, but that doesn't ultimately animate Republican voters anymore. What animates Republican voters... Listen
0: to this. She doesn't know you. It doesn't matter. You're not animated by substance. You're not animated by principle says this clown who writes for the Holocaust-denying New York Times, for this clown who writes for a newspaper that was in the back pocket of Joseph Stalin. Go ahead.
2: Meet xenophobic, racist in many cases, but also just the culture war debates. That Donald Trump has deployed. So what
0: she's saying is what animates Republican voters are the red meat, xenophobic, racist in many cases, but also just the culture war debates that Donald Trump has deployed over the past four years. I want you to hear this because these are very, very stupid people who are on the editorial board of the New York Times. They have no standards anymore. When people say, hey, do you know what the New York Times editorial, this, said it, who cares? You have low IQ buffoons like Mara Gay. And that's why they chose her to be on the editorial board. Low IQ buffoon. So damn predictable. What animates you, Republican voters, are the red meat, xenophobic, Racist in many cases, but also just the culture war debates that Donald Trump has deployed over the past four years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump didn't deploy anything. Everything we've been talking about, whether it's race or gender, immigration, the degrowth movement, and on and on and on. Donald Trump didn't deploy those. Those are being deployed against we the people. We the people. And this is a, a detestable newspaper from beginning to end. I talk about its denial of the Holocaust. I talk about covering up the slaughter of the Ukrainians by Joseph Stalin. How about Cuba? When its key reporter kept reporting to the American people lies about Fidel Castro. And that newspaper supported the communist revolution in Cuba. And after it was clear that Castro was a communist and he was slaughtering people, they still supported him. That newspaper supported the communist revolution in Nicaragua. And it soft-pedaled what was going on with Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. It supports the Palestinian terrorists in the Middle East. The New York Times. And this fool goes on the show of another fool and attacks you personally. Did you know you're xenophobic and you're racist? She's just another hack for the Democrat Party. That's all she is. But I want you to hear this. Go ahead.
2: Four years. And, you know, the GOP was happy, you know, in all quarters to jump on that bandwagon on the Trump train when it was working for them. They allowed themselves to create this monster. They participated in it. They benefited it. So Donald
0: Trump is a monster. The Islamo-Nazi who runs Iran, they don't call him a monster. The genocidal maniac who runs Communist China, they don't call him a monster. They've ever called Ted Kennedy a monster, despite Chappaquiddick. We can go on and on down the list. They created this monster, meaning President Trump. Again, the New York Slimes editorial board, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead.
2: And now that they lost the election, the question is, well, where do you go? Well, the problem is these voters are not animated on these traditional Republican issues. They're animated (laughs) on that red meat. See, folks, you're
0: not animated about the spending that's going on, about these traditional Republican issues. Of course, what she fails to say is, you're under attack. Your country's under attack with every radical, kook, unhinged idea imaginable. What she fails to say is, you're very upset by the effort of the Democrats who are planning to destroy the independence of the Supreme Court. That you're very upset about the failure to enforce existing immigration law on the southern border. That you're concerned about what's taking place there, including the human tragedies and so forth. Mara Gay, Mr. Producer, I want you to invite Mara Gay on the program or tell Richie, okay? And I'm quite serious. I want to know if this editorial board member is prepared to come on my program and debate me. And I wanted to be able to defend the New York Times. See, here's the thing the New York Times is helping to destroy our country with this 1619 project, which is a disgusting lie about the founding of this country. But I don't have to go back to 1619. I can go back to 1933. I can go back to 1939. I can go back to 1941, and 42, and 43. I can go back, that's not that long ago, to talk about the history of the New York Times. Or I can go back to 1932, again, to talk about the history of the New York Times. Or how about we go to 1959, talk about the history of Cuba. I can do this with the New York Times. We're not talking about 500 years ago. 400 years ago. I'm talking about around the corner in the past. The paper record. All the news that's fit to print. Their hate for Donald Trump. I guess they sold a few newspapers as a result. Samara Gay, I would like to talk to you on the air. I would like to debate you. You're talking to two mannequins when you're talking to the the Scarboroughs. Sacco and Vansetti there. You should come on a show where you're going to be challenged, and I'm happy to be challenged by you. And let's talk about xenophobia, and let's talk about racism, and let's talk about red meat. Because I've got plenty to discuss about you and the New York Times and how you conduct yourselves, and how you're xenophobic, and how you're racist, and how you use red meat left and right, even though you're probably vegans. Now let's talk about your great Joe Biden and your great Democrat Party. Red meat, she says. She listened to AOC or Talib or Omar or Presley or Baker. Talk about red meat. She listened to Schumer and Pelosi. Talk about red meat. She listened to Biden, Mr. Jim Crow himself. Ms. Gay, let us have a debate. Just the two of us. That's more than your newspaper would ever afford me. Hell, I've written, ironically, one New York Times bestseller after another, and the last six have been number one. Of course, they haven't done a review. If they ever did, they would trash it. But how about a debate? Any member of your editorial board. Let's do any three members of your editorial board against little old Mark. I'm just a radio host. How bright can I be? And I will play your audio from your appearance on the Morning Schmo and Mrs. Schmo, a.k.a. Sockman Vansetti show. And let's go through this point by point because you're not going to be challenged by, to quote the late, great Joe Biden, a Neanderthal like, like Scarborough. That's right. As a boy, he sat on that bridge in deliverance. Looks exactly like him, doesn't he? Except the difference is he doesn't know how to play a banjo. The inbred on the bridge, he knew how to play a banjo. So he's got one up on Joe. Maragay, this challenge is open. It's public. You up for it or not? I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Our gay is not alone. There's uh, Jeremy Peters. We'd love to debate him. There's Philip Bump. Washington Post. I can go down a long list of these people. A long list. We'll try to get her on the show. I'm reading reviews. She's considered very incisive. And has a wonderful presentation on MSNBC. Well, I'll bet. Let's give it a try. Mara, what do you think? May I call you? Mara. I have a very good friend, very good friend, serves in the House of Representatives. He was my friend before he served in the House of Representatives. I'm not at liberty to say who it is. And uh, some conservatives in the House are not pleased with Elise Stefanik. They say she's not conservative enough to be the number three Republican in the house, and they keep sending me this information about how she voted on this side and the other And I have dear friends in conservative media one or two of which have written about this So they're circulating the information among themselves, which is fine. I Must confess. I don't know a lot about Elise Stefanik's voting record But I said to my friend, okay, so who are the conservatives putting up for the third spot? Nobody nobody yet. I said, why not? I mean, it's a matter of choices, right? Who are you putting it? Well, nobody yet. Why? Because President Trump's backed her, and Kevin McCarthy's backing her, and Steve Scalise is backing her. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information, honest to God. Am I supposed to go out and trash the woman, who, by the way, was outstanding all through these various impeachment attacks? I I don't understand. Liz Cheney has to go. He says, I agree with you. So, okay, well, who's your guy or gal? Nobody. Okay, well, I'm not going to go out there and trash this woman. Because the conservatives in the House are providing information to people but don't have the gonads to propose somebody. You can't fight a battle with nobody. So that's the bottom line. I don't get it. Are we going to whine the whole time and complain all the time? You think you have somebody better? Go ahead, let's go. Now, we've had very good dealings with them here on the radio. That has nothing to do with their voting record. But the goal here, let, let, me, let me put it to you this way. One of the things I, I want to make clear and I, I put in the book is, if we don't put aside some of our differences and unite against this Marxist movement, we're done. It's over. We're finished. The second temple the second temple Jerusalem some of you have been to Jerusalem and you see the western wall it used to be called the wailing wall and the temple mount which grievously is in the hands of the terrorists while the Romans were assaulting that temple for around four years, and the Jews, badly outnumbered, badly outgunned, put up a heroic fight, and they were slaughtered. As a matter of fact, it was explained to me when I was over there that they ran out of trees within miles of the temple because of all the people they were nailing to crosses. Then they started to reuse the crosses. Some 100,000 Jews. And there were more than that who were slaughtered. And yet, while the Romans were attacking, the various factions within the walls were fighting with each other. There's historical example and historical example demonstrating this. You don't have to go to Jerusalem, you can go to other parts of the world. You can go to the Russia, the Russian, the Russian Revolution, go to China, the Communist Chinese Revolution, go to Cuba and the Cuban Revolution, Venezuela, the Venezuela Revolution, all these movements. They're not supported by a majority. But they take advantage of cleavages, of gaps, of disagreements, of internal battles. If we don't put some of our disputes aside and align ourselves, I'm not talking about aligning ourselves with people who do not recognize the threat to this country. I'm not talking about aligning ourselves with people who would undermine our ability to to galvanize. I'm talking about if we don't put some of our second and third tier things aside and get together and battle this American Marxist movement, we are going to lose. We are going to lose. In fact, I will put it to you this way. We're losing right now. We are losing right now. So we cannot conduct ourselves as we did six months ago, 12 months ago, three years ago. I get the backbiting. I get it all. But I'm in a different place. That's not where my head is. My head is that we have to defeat this enemy. We have to defeat this enemy. American Marxism. That's the enemy. I'll be right back. Corruption is already running deep in the Biden White House. Cameron Cawthorn, Joe Shofstall, both at Fox News Digital. President Biden has padded his administration with a number of individuals with strong ties to progressive dark money groups, including his chief of staff, Ron Klain, which could provide a pipeline for the groups to push their agendas to the White House. And he has surrounded himself, Biden has, with such individuals, despite aligning with the left-wing flank by calling for an end to dark money groups on his campaign website. Klein, who has a long history with Biden dating back to the 1980s, now helps steer his political agenda from the Oval Office. CLAIN has ties through the Center for American Progress Action Fund, a Washington-based organization led by Hillary Clinton aide John Podesta. CLAIN, for several years, served on the group's board of directors, which will not disclose its donors and tax forms. Now, this group, we'll call it CAP, so now they keep saying Center for American Progress. CAP held significant influence with the Obama administration as Biden served as vice president. And likely will again with Klain as Biden's right hand man. Klein has touted Cap several times on Twitter over the years and praised their twenty eighteen pressure campaign to get businesses to cut ties with the Rifle and the National Rifle Association. He tweeted, quote, Big big kudos to the team at Think Progress M Progress for spearheading this dramatic turnaround. Believe it or not, dark money is about to get even darker, Klain tweeted in 2018, less than a year before Biden announced his candidacy for president. Biden heavily benefited from hundreds of millions of dollars in dark money, that is, undisclosed sources, according to the Center for Responsive Politics analysis. Despite Klain's influence with Biden, Cap's reach within the administration extends far beyond him. Nearly 60 people with ties to the group have been tapped for key posts, Business Insider reported. Dennis McDonough, head of the Department of Veteran Affairs. Carmel Martin, Deputy Director, White House Domestic Policy Council for Economic Mobility. Kelly Magsman, Chief of Staff, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin III, all worked for the group. Energy Secretary Jennifer Graham uh, Granholm, former Michigan Governor, also has strong ties to dark money groups. Prior to being nominated by Biden in December 2020, Graham Holt served as a senior advisor to Media Matters for America. From January 2017 until November 2020, she received monthly retainer payments from the Media Watchdog group, totaling over $200,000, according to her financial disclosure report. Graham connection to the group, which is run by left-wing operative David Brock, has come in handy. Media Matters recently came to her defense following a report from the Washington Free Beacon showing that she still possesses up to $5 million in investments in energy company Proterra, Inc., which Biden has touted. In January, Granholm said she would step away from Proterra's board and relinquish her vast investments in the company, but she hadn't done it yet. Other key Biden personnel who are in charge of environmental policies and climate agendas are plugged into left-wing advocacy groups who focus on the issue. EPA Administrator Michael Regan served as Associate Vice President of the Environmental Defense Fund. And Biden Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy, who led the EPA under Obama, was President and Chief Executive Officer of the Natural Resources Defense Council. These are all leftist groups funded in many respects by dark money. From his White House climate czar to his chief of staff, White House counsel's office, and even his own press secretary, Joe Biden, has filled top positions in administration with people who work for groups that are part of the massive Arabella Advisors liberal dark money network. Arabella Advisors. They have more influence over judicial nominations, extreme environmental policy, and other issues than anyone else than like Caitlin Sutherland, President of America's for Public Trust. Arabella Advisors, a Washington based consulting firm, of course, manages four dark money funds that have poured billions of dollars into left wing groups and initiatives in recent years. Many of the groups tied to Biden's personnel have received millions in anonymous cash that was passed through the network. Cap Action Fund has received 1.4 million. Media Matters has been given nearly 1 million. And the Environmental Defense Fund and its advocacy arm have taken in 3 million from its Arabella's network. So they have these, these launder through these past few entities that they create. So you can't track back who's giving what. But we know these are billionaires who are doing it, who obviously hate our country. Groups in Arabella's network have been pushing initiatives such as ending the filibuster in the Senate and packing the Supreme Court. Demand justice. So many of these groups. Front groups for what? For American Marxism. Demand justice. One such group pushing to expand the courts is housed at the Arabella-managed 1630 Fund. White House press Secretary Jen Psaki served as an outside advisor to demand justice. And Paige Herwig, Biden's point person on judicial nominations, also worked with the group. The 1630 fund also steered $55 million in anonymous cash into the 2020 elections to groups that worked to elect Biden. We're talking about approximately $400 million that was spent, dark money, to help elect Joe Biden or help promote Joe Biden. When asked... For a comment on the administration's ties to dark money groups, White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates pointed to a 2019 comment given to the Washington Post. So what they do is they attack the system. Well, it's Citizens United, Supreme Court does it. Oh, I see. Not my fault. Dark money, billionaires. The other day I told you about a man a Swiss citizen, who may also have American citizenship, who hangs out, I think it was Montana, perhaps Wyoming, who has spent hundreds of millions of dollars for the Democrats and Biden. Hundreds of millions of dollars to change our country. Soros has done the same thing. They've done the same thing. And you might be thinking, well, I thought you were talking about American Marxism. Ladies and gentlemen, who benefits? It's about power. People suffer. The billionaires become even richer. And the politicians who are in charge, they become rich and fat and cozy too. You know, I was thinking the other, Marxism really is a, it's a form of fascism. It's clearly totalitarianism, but it's a form of fascism for the elites. It's what it is, pretty much. They come up with a a doctrine they come up with all kinds of, uh, or Marx did, all kinds of abstractions, give it a new name. But in the end, when you're a slave to government, when you lose your unalienable rights, you don't care if they call it fascism, communism, or anyism. But Marxism has a greater appeal, I think to a democracy or republic and individuals in it fascism is just not as smooth Marxism is very smooth those people really know how to lie I'll be right back Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Do you know who Michael Regan is? Not Michael Reagan, Good man. Michael Regan. He's the administrator at the Environmental Protection Agency. And he was on CNN today, too. So all the malcontents, miscreants, reprobates, never-Trumpers, they have many homes to go to. CNN is one of their favorite. And then there's Poppy Harlow, the popster uh bizarro but i want you to hear this cut 10 go
3: you said something recently that struck me you said that the agency under you has a special obligation to the underserved and underrepresented what does that mean for everyone watching today? No,
0: no. let's just stop a second the underserved and underrepresented Now, clearly, what they mean by that is minority communities. Now, why are minority communities underserved and underrepresented? Who represents them? Democrats. Why are they underserved? In the bluest of blue states, they have the highest tax rates in the country. They're redistributing funds to their base, which includes, if not primarily, certainly significantly, these so-called underserved areas. The teachers' unions run the school system. They trash the cops left and right, talking about the Democrats. It seems to me that they're being served and represented exactly as they wish to be. Otherwise, why don't they ever vote for Republicans? Um, But let's hear how the Environmental Protection Agency administrator who's supposed to be focused on the environment responds. Go ahead. Well for far too long in this country uh, we have seen how many communities are disproportionately impacted by a significant amount of pollution and for far too long those communities have not had a seat at the table. Uh, Environmental justice and I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? Is pollution focusing on minorities? I really don't know what that means. Well, Mark, some of these coal plants and these electrical plants, you know, they're put in communities where there's minority. Well, a lot of these plants were there first. Some of them are over 100 years old. So I'm not sure what they're talking about. But it's just another attack on the system. And clearly it's about race, you see. Now we have terms like environmental justice and environmental equity. Go ahead. will be central to the way EPA does its work, and is central to the president's agenda. We, we do know that we can solve these complex environmental issues uh, and do it in a way where it serves as a rising tide for all communities. So we don't want any community to be disproportionately impacted, and we want every community to have a fair shot at being economically competitive as well. Well, every community does have a fair shot of being economically competitive. Who's stopping anybody? Who's stopping anybody from being economically competitive? I think the uh, Marxist anarchist rioters are stopping people from being economically competitive by destroying towns and cities and then leaving them. They leave them. They don't stay around to help build anything up. Our teachers' unions, clearly they don't want these kids educated. They want no competition. Nothing's based on merit. So what exactly are they talking about? Nothing. So this poisonous ideology has spread throughout the federal government, throughout federal policy, and it's in full display. And the people in these communities are going to suffer the most. Because people are not going to pour investment in these communities as long as Antifa and Black Lives Matter are running the, running the streets. As long as the caps, cops are under attack. They're not going to stay in communities where they have to do $15 minimum wage. We already know this. Many stores are leaving. In other words, when the civil society collapses, and when your private property rights are not being protected, I don't care what your race is. You got a brain between your ears. We all have that. And it's not in your best interest, your career's best interest, your family's best interest, your safety to stay. And people move with their feet. They move with their feet. And so the strength of America, there are many strengths, but one of them clearly is the civil society and the civil society is under attack. And this clown's going on about environmental justice. Environmental justice and equity will be central to the way EPA does its work and is central to the president's agenda. That means the degrowth movement. That means shutting down energy sources in various communities. That's what it means. Not creating jobs, not creating opportunities so if people want to leave communities, they can leave communities. No, that doesn't matter anymore, apparently. Really quite amazing. It it's a it is it is a cancer on this society, this ideology. It is a cancer on this society. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on a Zoom call yesterday. She's got another great idea. It's not a new idea, but cut eight, go.
1: Over Two years ago, we introduced the Green New Deal, which allowed for an entirely new frame. Now,
0: this is somebody who has no idea how oxygen and carbon dioxide work. No clue. She's also a gutless wonder, will not go on any program where she'll be challenged. Ever. So she'll go on the Internet. She'll do a video. She's making spaghetti, this, that, and the other. But she will not allow herself to be questioned. We've invited her on these various platforms repeatedly. She's an idiot. All I need is 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's all I need. But she's an idiot. She knows she's an idiot. That's why she's a gutless wonder. Go ahead.
1: For us to approach the climate crisis, which... (sighs) <sighs> Outright rep- First of all,
0: we don't have a climate crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to surrender your private property rights. You don't have to breathe more slowly. You don't have to give up your bank accounts to fund these billionaires. We do not have a climate crisis. Go ahead.
1: This idea that jobs and justice and environmental progress are in competition with one another, and that in fact, we
0: can What create- does this idiot know? Nothing. What, what is it? I don't get it. What's the appeal of this moron? She's not even an articulate Marx. I she, Mr. Producer. She's a rambling buffoon. I think Marx would be embarrassed by her. Hey, you know what? What? It's not like, you know, jobs and justice and environmental progress are in competition with one another. Now, where did she read that? Well, I recently read a book, in researching my book, where they say almost exactly that. She's a puppet. The puppeteers are her former tenured professors, but she's a puppet. She just mouths things that she heard, is being told. That's why... She won't debate somebody like me. That's 2 strikes. Her and this Mara Gay. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising
1: intellectual. Call now,
0: 877-381-3811. All right. I should take some calls, but I want to hit another one. Betsy the former lieutenant governor of New York, is... A very, very sharp person. And honestly, my wife caught this article and she shot it to me and said, you might want to look at this. And she writes in the New York Post. She has an opinion column there. Now, I am not hostile to unions. Public sector unions, that is teachers' unions, I'm extraordinarily hostile towards. Cops and firefighters, not in the least. Teachers' union 100%. Now, what about the private sector? I'm not hostile to unions in the private sector either. You duke it out. But what I really believe in in the private sector is that individual laborers should be able to decide for themselves whether or not they want to join a trade union or not. I believe in liberty. If they choose to do so, so be it. If they choose not to do so, so be it. It's called America. But what Betsy points out in her piece is this. And this is from, I think it's two days ago. President Joe Biden is traveling to Virginia and Louisiana. He went to Louisiana today to pitch his American jobs plan, also called an infrastructure plan. New bridges, safer highways, more broadband, or easy cells but that's only half of it. And actually, in terms of the money he wants to spend, it's only about 25% of it. And he was in Louisiana today talking up bridges and roads and tunnels and all. He wasn't talking up the other three quarters, which is a massive Marxist agenda, economic agenda. But she found something else. She said this is also a massive and coercive push to unionize the American workforce, whether workers want it or not. Ninety percent of the private workforce is not unionized. So people, you need to pay attention. Biden's plan is a remember what I said. I believe in liberty and choice. That's not what this is about. Biden's plan is a wish list of changes sought by union bosses. It cancels right-to-work laws in 27 states that protect workers from having to pay union dues if they don't want to join. Once again, they want to centralize all decision-making so the Democrat Party makes every decision, every conceivable decision, even in Republican states. It also rigs union elections by replacing secret balloting with a system called card check. Organizers will be able to see which workers vote no and intimidate them. This has been a big bugaboo for a long time. I thought they supported the voting system. Not so much. During the 2020 presidential contest, she writes, unions donated millions to Biden's campaign and sold out a lot of you union members, by the way. You should throw your bosses the hell out. Manned phone banks and got out the vote for Democrats. Now it's payback time. The goal of the American Jobs Plan is to increase the ranks of dues-paying union members. When the next election rolls around, that will fund more campaign contributions to Democrats and more union help on Election Day. So let's look at the schism the Democrats have created. Open borders, which take jobs away from Americans including union members. A minimum wage that is simply unaffordable in many small businesses in many towns in this country. Massive tax increases, which will have a huge net negative effect on job growth. Eliminating right to work in 27 states. This sounds like the old Soviet Union here, where the Democrat Party is is taking, quote-unquote, sectors of the economy and controlling them, playing one off against the other, not really giving a damn about any citizen, about power. Unionizing America, she writes, is the strategy to secure a permanent democratic majority, the rights of rank-and-file workers be damned. Gig economy independent contractors such as Uber drivers also lose their freedom under Biden's plan. It forces them to be quote-unquote employees and therefore ripe for more unionization. Hear that, union workers? Hear that, Uber drivers. Similar plan imposed by California Democrats who evoked popular outrage and had to be revoked. Unfazed, Biden's pushing ahead on a national scale. You see, they can impose it. What are you going to do about it? You can see all aspects of the Democrat Party and their agenda are totalitarian. Totalitarian. With a Marxist ideology. An American. Americanized Marxism. Dressing the nation last week, Biden boasted, Help protect labor's right to organize. Newsflash, it doesn't need protecting. Only 10.8% of the American workers are unionized. Because most workers don't want to share their paycheck with union bosses. In the private sector, it's even smaller, a minuscule 6%. When a union tried to organize Amazon warehouse employees in Alabama last month, Biden blasted out a video on social media supporting the union drive. But the warehouse workers voted against unionizing. Congressional Republicans are bashing the $2.3 trillion price tag on Biden's American Jobs Plan, And the job-killing corporate tax hikes to pay for it, those are legitimate grievances. But the GOB should also be protesting the president's assault on labor rights. She writes, on April 26, Biden wrongly claimed that it is the policy of the United States to encourage worker organizing and collective bargaining. And he called for an increase in worker power, sounding like Karl Marx calling on workers to unite. Betsy, you got it. You got it. The Democrat Party now is really a vessel for this Marxist radicalism. That's what it is. And Joe Biden is pushing every red button, and I mean red, that he possibly can. Because he's all in, both feet. 100% meanwhile when it comes to actually doing his job as opposed to destroying the country he's very very lousy at that too same newspaper john pot hortz so never trumper but nonetheless he got this right maybe he listens to this show i said something very very similar matter of fact very similar he says uh When Biden announced on January 26th that his goal was 100 million shots in 100 days, many of us scratched our heads in bewilderment. Were we on pace to reach that goal before, weren't we? Yes. So what was ambitious about that? It was clear to anyone with a brain that Biden was deliberately under-promising so he could over-deliver That's exactly what happened when he triumphantly announced on day 59 that America had hit the 100-day goal. What an achievement. Had a baby Yoda doll been president on day 59, America would have hit that goal, too. Nor under Biden did the nationwide vaccine rollout get more orderly than it had been in mid-January. Many people who were desperate to get vaccines couldn't, as the general public health consensus was that early shots had to be reserved for front-facing workers and the elderly. The Biden administration did little or nothing to clarify the system or use its moral suasion to do the clarifying. Instead, Dr. Fauci went on six television shows a day to tell confused and exhausted Americans they needed to wear a second mask while also informing us that vaccination would do very little to make anyone's daily life easier. And then came the Johnson & Johnson debacle, the decision by federal health agencies on April 13 to pause the use of the Johnson & Johnson one-shot vaccine to reports of blood clotting. The day that happened, I was on the air and explaining this. Podesta's a little late, but it's an important reminder. Here's where Biden and his people deserve the blame for their actual mishandling of the coronavirus response. Of course, the reports were worrisome, but they numbered six, six out of seven million administered doses. Was there no one at the table at the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control when the pause was discussed who thought about gaming out the scenario they were about to impose and consider what the cost would be? Says, I'm sorry, but it should have been a no-brainer that the imperative to make vaccinations as easy, convenient, and prevalent as possible should have been paramount in this case. That there were sufficient doses of the other two approved vaccines was immaterial the vaccine hesitancy that we saw in polls and heard around about would not draw distinctions between good and bad vaccines. Being told by federal authorities that one vaccine would actually be killing people would be more than enough to turn that hesitancy into outright refusal. And these people work for Biden. They're not independent actors. He didn't do a damn thing about it, as I pointed out at the time. On April 15, 3.5 million first doses were administered. Then came the J&J pause. Only twice have daily first shots climbed above 3 million since. After the pause was lifted, they sunk to around 2 million a day. The main numbers are simply calamitous. Demand for the vaccines has fallen off a cliff. The seven-day average at the end of this week will be considerably below 1 million. At the moment of truth, when Biden's people needed to step up and make the tough call to keep the vaccines flowing so that the American confidence in their value would continue to grow, he didn't. He failed us. And I said at the time, what the hell is he doing? Donald Trump wouldn't put up with this for a minute. And now they're begging people to get vaccinated. Now, people will get vaccinated if they want, and they won't get vaccinated if they don't want. But now they're begging people, they're looking for, would you like what's behind door number one or door number through two, or will you take the, the package over here? Let's make a deal. Biden, on a Amtrak train, went off the rails. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lubin.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. uh, How many opportunities do you have a day to learn something you didn't know? I'm not talking about little things. To really learn something you didn't know. To hear a name you didn't know. I'm not talking about the new neighbor. I'm talking about a name. Perhaps something profound. Profound. It's not often, is it? When I do research for my books, that's what I'm looking for. Answers. Profound questions require profound answers. That's what I'm looking for. And so I'm looking to answer the word why. I've talked about this many years in the past. I've heard other hosts now, Blurted it out, but I'm saying, why are things happening the way they're happening? Who's behind it? What's behind it? I don't believe in all these coincidences. No. No. Why? Who? When? The W's. And that's what our search is about here. Whether it's a radio show, a TV show, or American Marxism, and as I explained yesterday, we have a unique way to communicate with each other. It's like, okay, forget the internet. As I speak, Parlor's been down now for two days. All of you moved over with me to Parlor. F- over five million of you. We can't even get in touch with the CEO of Parlor to find out what's going on. I voluntarily left Facebook and Twitter so we have radio we have TV and we have the old printing press and honestly the latter is the most important now we're not spending money to promote my book on various radio stations and TV stations the only person promoting my book is me me And so, that's not a small thing, don't get me wrong. But that's why I want to talk about it with you. And by the way, there's nobody better at it since I wrote it. So I hope you'll check out Amazon.com during the break and pre-order your copy. I think you're going to love this book. It's crucially important under these circumstances. How much time do I have, Mr. Bedusia? Let's try something, all of us. This could be fun, too. Let's have a huge surge during the top of the hour break, which is here in about 15 seconds. Let's all go on to Amazon.com. Look at the top 100 books, and let's see where I am. I don't even know. Let's see who's number one, number two, number three. It's actually quite intriguing. You don't have to do anything. Let's take a look. Ready? I'll be right back. The last thing he told me, Laura Dave, it's a novel. Then what happened to you? It's a book, theoretically co-written, by Oprah Winfrey and some doctor. A double doctor, medical doctor, PhD doctor. Then thanks to you, American Marxism is third. We need to move to the first slot, not just because... But we've got to build this revolution that's it i don't know what else to say here we have vaccine stocks nosedive after biden administration makes global vow this is in blaze media which is a great site by the way the stock prices of several coronavirus vaccine developers took sharp downturns yesterday why after the Biden administration announced it supports stripping away vaccine patent protections so the formulas can be shared with the world to produce generics. This is is a problem I'm having now with both parties. When these companies, or any company, pours a fortune into the development of a product, because that's their business, That's why they hire people. That's how they retain people. That's how they pay their medical costs and their pension costs and provide them with other benefits. That's how employees can put food on the table and and acquire automobiles and put some money away for their family and so forth. This is nothing but theft. You're going to strip them of their patent protections for these formulas? It's not as if they're ripping us off. People are being begged to get the vaccines. The government's giving them out for free. The insurance companies aren't charging for them. And the pharmaceutical companies are making next to nothing. But you're going to take their patents from them? After all this patriotic activity where they worked overtime? Where their people worked overtime? Where their scientists, where their medical experts were there assembly line workers? Were there truck drivers? Were they all worked overtime to get us vaccines and save our lives? This is what I mean. These politicians are the worst. They're the worst. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tay announced yesterday afternoon that the administration supports waiving intellectual property protections for the vaccines. She said this is a global health crisis and the extraordinary circumstances of COVID-19 pandemic Call for extraordinary measures. The problem is, if the value of the stock collapses, then the value of the company collapses. Then the ability to do research and development collapses. Well, Mark, the government will just funnel in more money. But the quote-unquote infrastructure in the company doesn't exist anymore or has been grossly weakened. You can't just take patents away. Nobody knew that better than the framers of the Constitution, by the way. They would be so disgusted with everything that's going on in this country. So the, the stock prices for every one of these companies drop significantly. Because this is their bread and butter. This is what they have. They don't have anything else. They invent stuff. But, 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 How do you expect to get new cancer drugs, the blaze points out? What if we get a cure for Alzheimer's? God willing. What are we going to say then? We have to send it all over the world, so we're going to yank your patent? Cancer drugs, we're going to send it all over the world, so we're going to yank your patent? Just a few morons sitting in the Oval Office making these decisions? These countries can afford to purchase the vaccine. And many of these countries get these vaccines at a cut rate price. They can afford to do this. Why destroy American enterprise? Why destroy American enterprise? And so people say, well, the taxpayers funded this, not the companies. They took almost no risk. They took almost no risk. Ladies and gentlemen, they took all the risk. If they weren't working on this, they would have been working on something else. Trying to invent something else. Everything else was put to the side. And this was extraordinarily patriotic what was done. You know, we've been hammering these corporatists, hammering them. And hammering them, and they deserve every damn bit of it. But when we actually have patriotic events that take place, we ought to celebrate them. We ought to acknowledge them. Can you imagine if Joe Biden was in charge of this from day one? We would have so many more deaths in this country. I keep pointing this out. He doesn't have a businessman's mind, if he has any mind at all. He is a slave to the bureaucracy. They would have gone through the usual red tape and levers and levels of, uh, of bureaucracy. He did nothing about Johnson and Johnson when the bureaucracy decided to halt its use. And by the way, enormous numbers of that vaccine had to be destroyed as a result of that seven-day or 10-day suspension. That could have been in somebody's arms, including overseas. The Biden administration is a disaster from top to bottom. But, you know, I know there's a quote-unquote populism idea out there that all these companies are screwing us. These companies did not screw us. They helped save us. And now we're going to steal their property rights? The patent office is almost as old as the country. Benjamin Franklin was an inventor. He patented his inventions. The Industrial Revolution wouldn't have occurred if these great industrialists couldn't protect their property rights. We wouldn't have the light bulb, we wouldn't have the automobile, we wouldn't have electricity in our homes, but for the fact that people could protect their inventions. This is what separates the United States from almost every other country in the world. Now, communist China steals our inventions, steals our products, steals information about our medicines. But why steal it? Joe Biden will give it to you. Joe Biden is the greatest president in the history of communist China. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong. Welcome back, America. How about we dip into the gene pool here a little bit and take some calls from our Levinites. Let's go to Eddie Carson, California, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Eddie, how are you? Welcome back, Eddie.
4: Good to talk to you, Mr. Levin. I have one of your books, uh, Unfreedom of the Press. I love it. Thank you, sir. And I just wanted to tell you that I'm an American and happens to be black, uh-huh. and I want to take the shot because Mr. Trump has something to do with it, uh-huh. and he got it through, and I trust him. So that's the reason why I'm going to take the second shot this coming Saturday.
0: Which one are you getting? The um, Pfizer or the Moderna?
4: It's a Pfizer.
0: Yeah. I'm that's a good to, vaccine. Yeah. My son yeah, got the uh, Pfizer. We got the Johnson & Johnson.
4: It was all right. It was like any other shot I ever had in my life. So
0: Yeah, <laughs> didn't it, didn't, it didn't do a damn thing to me. I agree. Look, yeah. some people will get a little fever or something, but, you know, that's okay. All right, Eddie? I'm sorry. I said some people might get a little fever, some kind of reaction and so forth, but it happens.
5: Uh-huh. You got yeah, people happen.
0: on radio and TV and elsewhere, they're just pounding the hell out of these vaccines. And I'm thinking to myself, thank God we have them. You don't have to take it, folks, if you don't want to. But there's some of us who did and do and uh, feel a lot safer for it.
4: Yes. Yes. Well, my line of work, I, I need it. I think I need all the help I can get.
0: What do if you do? I work
4: and Skid Row downtown.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
4: So... I need all the help I can get. That's the way I look at it. So I just need a... um,
0: And you know what? You'll find you're not to wear a mask everywhere either. All right, Eddie. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for whatever you're doing. God bless you. Oh, here's a good one. Joe, Champaign, Illinois, the Mark Levin app. Joe, go right ahead.
6: Hey, Mark. Great talking to you again. Uh, I I wanted to uh, kind of push back a little bit on... Uh, your stance on the patents being shared, um, just, you know, in this particular instance and in your reference to, um, you know, how how protecting, you know, patents has led to the creation of different, you know, uh, technologies and now stuff. let's
0: get our thoughts together so I can understand what you're trying to say. So far, it's a little Sorry. up and down. Go ahead. Make your point.
6: Hey, Mark. I- I, I can't have, I can't have myself be a little nervous, don't be I, I'm nervous working on it, but uh, <laughs> I know. no but um okay, so I think the same argument could be made um, in to to share the patents in that um, you know this technology or these vaccines, they could potentially save a life of a person who could be you know developing our our future technologies.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. So I think other countries should buy them. both sides. Sir, sir, do we give away our food for free? Sometimes in a certain situation, an earthquake or particular. But do our farmers give away our food for free? Absolutely not. Okay, so if people starve overseas because we're not giving them food for free, have we done something wrong?
6: no my, my, my okay
0: so 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 the point is you're not going to have these inventions to give in the future these products these medicines and so forth unless there's a benefit for those who spend all the time we don't have indentured servants we're not china we don't we don't bring people into concentration camps and force them to produce things it's like when people say you know health cares are right i said it's easy for you to say you obviously don't work in the healthcare field because they have to get paid they need insurance. They have families, too. What do you mean it's a right? They're just supposed to show up whenever you want them to show up and provide you whatever, with whatever you think you should get. And in reality, it doesn't work that way. If we didn't have patents in this country, we would be a third-world-backwards, poor, impoverished country. We have thousands and tens of thousands of patents that are issued every year. And people get patents because they want... Look, here's the deal. When I apply my intellectual and physical labor to something, it's my intellectual and physical labor. When a group of us do it, it's ours. Nobody gets to steal it from me because they think so-and-so needs it. I'm not, it's crocodile tears when you say to me, you know, the country of India, which is going through hell right now, they can afford to buy the vaccines from us. They're getting subsidized. The vaccines are not even that expensive. We don't have to destroy uh, the patent system and the system that brought us the vaccine. I'll give you another example. It doesn't matter how much money we poured into the vaccines as taxpayers. If these companies couldn't have patents, they wouldn't make them. Well, we'll we'll make them under the Defense Production Act. Well, if people don't show up for work, you're not going to make them do anything. So why destroy the most efficient, competent, cutting-edge system on the face there because you don't believe we should have patents
6: no it's not it's it's not just necessarily the, the destruction of the system itself it seems like this is a particular instance where if, if the patents were shared this is
0: especially when you need patents so you can get the medicines as fast as possible so there's an incentive to do everything humanly possible as quickly as possible Otherwise, you'd have people sitting on their ass, taking their time, in no hurry. You wouldn't have the experts moving into these fields and so forth and so on. There's a thousand reasons why you need patents. But the idea that if we don't give this stuff free to countries in Europe, like the UK, we don't give it to free to countries like India, which, which is going through hell right now, uh, that they won't have it is ridiculous. Let me ask you another question. Who's going to pay for all this? Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like,
6: well, of course, you know, all of this has to be paid for. And
0: no, no, no. I, Who's going to pay for the production of vaccines that you want to give away to free all over the world?
6: Um, well, I, I'm saying if the patents are shared, that that's on the countries. And it seems like if the patents... So now are, the
0: countries are in charge, not the companies that invent this stuff.
6: They would, they would learn and understand or... I don't know
0: uh, about you, but if I were the prime minister of India and I had millions of people infected and tens of thousands dying, I would say, all right, how do I get the vaccine? This is our number one priority. It wouldn't be a matter of whether I get them for free. It would be a matter of how do I get them? Because India has substantial funds, they would buy them. What Joe Biden's trying to do is he's trying to show you that he's Mahatma Gandhi, and he wants to take private property that doesn't belong to him and give it to somebody else and eliminate the patents. This is an extraordinarily dangerous road to travel down if you really think it through. How do you think we get inventions? No, I I completely understand. No, well, answer me. How do you think we get inventions? How do we get inventions? Do you think everyone should have a light bulb? The light bulb was patented. The manner in which we get electricity into our homes was patented. How do you think there became a General Electric? How do you think we had an automobile? This is somebody's property as much as your home is your property. And they should be celebrated, not attacked. We have a system that works. All right, Joe, thanks for your call. I know I have to unravel all this stuff. It's really quite frustrating. Because we have very solid, red-blooded, patriotic Americans who sound like leftists. when like, I said, We don't give, you can't just take somebody's patent from them or their copyright or their trade. You don't just to get, you don't get to just take it from them. Let's continue. Gary, Gainesville, Virginia, the great WMAL. Gary, go right ahead, please.
7: Mark, thank you for being there and for sticking with me. Uh, your comments early on in the first hour about we have to understand what we're facing, who these people are and why they're doing what they're doing, et cetera, hearkened me way back in my career, enlisted man's career in the military, studying Sun
0: Tzu, mm-hmm. who... Well, I never a- studied, by the way, but you're right.
7: Yeah, he said, I- I'm not doing this right.
0: I'll tell you what, we're going to hold, hold you over, Gary. Don't hang up. Don't hang up on him. Say I have 10 seconds left. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A M A C.us. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. They can clone the others, but there's only one.
1: Mark Levin, and you can call him at 877-381-3811.
0: All I can say is thank the good Lord we had the framers that we had. I remember there was a patent clause in the Constitution. Here it is. Article 1, Section 8 quote, Congress shall have power to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries, unquote. It's a property right. It's a temporary right. But they thought it was very, very important to promote what we, today we call technology, inventions, and so forth, And that's what was done. And then we have the Industrial Revolution. We have the Industrial Revolution with a tremendous issuance of patents to encourage more and more of it. But if you want to have progress in science, you want to have progress in technology, you want to have economic and societal progress under a capitalist system, you need to have patents. Trademarks and copyrights too. but I'm focused on patents. So this is Part of the of the mentality, Biden, the Marxists, and so forth, to eliminate that. Well, we'll just give them to a country. We'll, we'll eliminate the patents here. I don't even. How do they have the the authority and the power? Perhaps they purchased a right in the patent, but nonetheless, you severely damage our companies when you do something like this. Severely. And why do you need the communist Chinese to steal stuff when Joe Biden gives it away? All right. Let me get back to my call screen. Ooh, something actually works. Who did you recommend, Mr. Producer? Where is he? All right, Bill Marsboro, Marlborough, Maryland, the great WMAL. How are you?
5: I'm 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 trying to calm down here, Mark. I you know, th- this is what's wrong. You cannot have a welfare state. When people give you things, that takes away your ability to think and to create new things.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: These countries, look, the United States is a country that works. Why don't these countries adopt the same kind of values that the United States? Hear, here. That's we, we, we didn't get this way by people giving us things. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just t- not even just the medicine, but even this Northern Triangle situation. Mm-hmm. Why are we giving billions of dollars to uh, El Salvador and these other countries? And I mean, you're not giving these people a chance to get themselves out of a hole. Why are we you're just throwing good money after bad? Mm-hmm. let stop. Stop this welfare state and allow people to come up with their own solutions. All this massive spending is going nowhere it is not helping and i can't understand how you can live in the united states and think that by just giving away things it's going to help somebody when you have wow, money you, you don't you you don't have you don't give them the ability to make their own decisions
0: mm-hmm. that's so right on and can you imagine you're going to just destroy somebody's patent give their product away That makes
5: no sense. No sense whatsoever.
0: So if somebody needs food, you're going to just say all the grocery stores open your doors and anyone can go in?
5: It doesn't work. That's socialism. Now, Mm -hmm. let's look at all the socialist countries that have gone under with that plan. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It does not work. It does not work. And you can't make it work. It is a failed society. You say all the time, the United States is the greatest country. Why? Because we are not a socialist nation, and I don't understand why people cannot see that. I, I just, I just. You're, don't you're see terrific.
0: You put it in nice, plain English, nice and concisely. So you'll call us back, right, Bill?
5: I, I, I if I get a chance, I, I, I work a different time. But you know, I had to pull over to the side of the road just to make this because.
0: So you were very upset about this.
5: This is very, this is ridiculous, Mark. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. How can you take away from somebody just to give to somebody? Like, that? it, it doesn't make sense. It All right, man. Love the show, Mark. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for letting me call in.
0: Well, millions of people heard you, and I'm glad they did, Bill. You take care of yourself. He's right on. It's very simple. Very concise. Let's go to our man, Jimmy. Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. He is America's expert on Marxism. There's no question about that. Jimmy, how are you, sir?
7: I'm doing well. I'm so excited and happy about your book. Listen, this last caller, I agree with you. I never heard him before. Extremely articulate, mm-hmm. common sense, backed up by knowledge. The guy sounded great. Uh,
0: Bill from Marlboro, Maryland. Yep.
7: Uh, yeah, the guy sounds great. I wish you would keep calling. You know the United Nations. Here's a good example, kind of enforcing what the guy your your last caller just said. At the United Nations, for decades, the Soviets would complain about world poverty and hunger, and you know you could hear this because it's a good argument. People are starving; they're dying. And then the Soviets say, "If America would cut their defense budget, we could feed the world."
8: Mm-hmm.
7: So the Soviets get the poor countries to listen to them about cutting the military budget to feed the poor house the homeless and take care of the ill but the way to do it is always to cut not their military budget but our military budget and this is what's going on now so that young caller who thought we could give things away he's not even talking about giving it away to needy in america he's talking about giving it away to countries overseas in the past we fed north korea we sent food to china we sent food to the soviets because those countries weren't operating right and they were spending the bulk of their money and their best brains and scientists were working toward weapons poisons, viruses because they're at war with us i gotta talk about your book if i had the money i would spend it all on your book you want to sell hundred million copies but that's going to be hard <laughs> to do but if if we could get the masses of people to buy the book but more important to that if every conservative talk show celebrity, all the big-name guys on all the different stations, if we could get them a copy of your book where they could be educated to your level, they could spread it through millions and millions of people. Well, we're going to send it to
0: every, every one of our affiliates, and hopefully uh, the hosts there, when it comes out, and the, uh, they'll step up and, uh, and help us out, because I really believe now is the time to put aside all... Factions and jealousies and all the rest and we need to unite we need to unite as much as possible all of the Vinites out there We need to put aside any penny uh, differences uh, And save the country and we can't just do it by talking We need ideas. We need talking, but we also need other things as we'll discuss in the book And I'm going to be very interested in your take on the book Jimmy.
7: I Can't wait to see it
0: all right but uh, what do you think of the title i think it it, it hits it hits it on the head doesn't it
7: it does you know and the soviets the communists they tailor the marxist revolution to specific histories and cultures of each country this way they, they when they work in the muslim countries they come through islam that's today's terror we could document it from communist soviet publications you know lenin in his writing supported terror he only didn't support terror when terror would, would interfere with the masses, uh, for, with gaining uh, influence over the masses. Terror at the wrong time will lose the masses. But having Muslim terror countries do terrorism, that helps the Marxist revolution, but the Marxists don't get blamed. Religion does. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. Another guy a little while ago talked about Sun Tzu. Lennon took the best revolutionary strategies and tactics from all the best revolutionaries, best history, and he put it together. He was a genius, a diabolical genius. If there ever was a devil living among humans, Lenin and his followers are it.
0: All right, Jimmy. Thanks, my friend. Yeah, and Jimmy's right. And you know what else I noticed? I'm not supposed to give all this away. What do Lenin, Castro, Mao, among others, have in common? What do they have in common? They were all college graduates. Case of Castro, law school even. This is where these ideas... Are fermented and fomented this is where these ideas come from and I've got a great idea on how we should confront this we'll need your ideas too but that's that's in part uh, what this is all about I'll be right back All right. Some of these states and cities, you know, you can riot to your heart's desire, not wear a mask, not be six feet apart, of course. But you can't dance. Did you see that, Mr. Washington, D.C.? Now, I never thought I could dance very well, but my wife says I dance very well. As long as she thinks so, that's fine by me. If you haven't already put two and two together, let me spell it out. Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, the corrupt media, are colluding to flood the country with their outrageous Marxist policies. We've talked about this for years. Now it's here. And they've taken this and they're running with it. Theirs is the language of class warfare. Words are changed to suit a particular situation. Important context and facts are intentionally left out while inflamed rhetoric is interjected. Jeremy! Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of uh, Independence Hall, and yours truly, WPHT, our great affiliate there. Jeremy, go right ahead, please.
3: Thank you very much, Mark. I've been listening since I was uh, 15. Uh, Big fan. You're one of my heroes. Uh, I'm 32 now, and I work in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh I turned on as I was driving down from my sick mom up in uh, Stroudsburg today, and I heard this. And it's insane because the patent that they're giving away for every 1,000 or 2,000 potential uh, drugs or drug products, like, you only have three or four that ever come to market.
8: Mm-hmm. So,
3: like, it takes billions of dollars just to develop a single drug. And if they're just giving away, uh, I'm a, a second-generation uh, pharmaceutical scientist. And if they just give it away, they're destroying this uh, this industry. Uh,
0: they're also violating that, the Constitution the US, of the United States. They're violating private property rights, and they don't need to give it away. These countries can afford to purchase it. It's actually not that expensive. Go right ahead.
3: Definitely. It's, it's insane, because not only that, the United States and our uh, pharmaceutical companies make pretty much 99% of the brand-new drugs that save mm-hmm. the lives. Like it's just insane. They're destroying the industry. They're destroying any inventors. Let me, Can I ask you it. a few
0: questions before we have to go? Are you a billionaire, sir? Yes. No, are you a I'm billionaire? Not.
3: No, I'm not.
0: Are you a multi millionaire?
3: No, I'm not.
0: Are you uh, Are you in the top one tenth of one percent? Maybe in the
3: world, but not in the U.S.
0: In other words, you're a working person. You have a family. you got to make money. Nobody's giving you anything. You went to school. You studied. You made something out of yourself. You work at this particular company. What would happen if a president willy-nilly can start ripping patents away from your company or any other company? You'd lose your job.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd lose my job. And he's already, like, it's already incentivizing the jobs to go out of the country. To, to China and the other companies anyway, so I've already seen a downtick in the industry it's, it's insane mm-hmm.
0: we have a very stupid man who is president of the United States who is hooked uh, on an agenda who is hooked on, uh, an was hooked on uh, creating a uh, legacy for himself and that means moving hard 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 left Jeremy, thank you for your call. We appreciate it very much. How much time? Uh, one minute? Quickly! David, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. You have 30 seconds. Go! What's going yeah. on, Mark? How are you? 30 seconds. Go! What's going on? Mark, can you hear me? Yes, 20 seconds. Go! All right, thanks for your call. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening to this program. If you watch any of my TV platforms, I want to thank you for that. Thank you for your patriotism. Those of you who've already jumped in with both feet on the pre-orders, God bless you. I want to thank you very, very much. And I'm doing everything I can to convince the rest of you to do exactly the same thing. You'll see why. You'll see why. Thomas Paine had his pamphlet. I have my book. Not that I'm Thomas Paine. I'm just little old Mark Levin. I want to salute all of you and all our great heroes out there. I'll meet you on Amazon.com, and I'll see you tomorrow.